Hi, this is Greg Lamberson, and you are listening to Without Your Head. And I have a long history of film without heads. We have no head in Slime City. We have no head in Killer Rack. And we have no head in Johnny Gruesome's. Check out all those headless films. The station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal. I'm Treacherous Trista. And we have the fine folks here of Clowns in the Woods, which is playing Friday night at the inaugural Bloody Stumps Film Festival. We have Adrian Esposito. Hello. Hello. Hello, everyone. Kurt Markham. Good evening. Nolan Tierce. Good evening. Dalton Letta. How's it going, guys? Thanks. And I believe John Retta will be here momentarily. He's right here. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he can quite hear us yet, but he'll be here in a second. There he is. Yeah. I think he's muted, muted, though. Yeah, you're muted, John. There he is. Not for long. I haven't seen you in a while. I haven't seen you or Adrian in a while. You see every year at, at Buffalo, yeah, it's been a minute for sure. It's been this long. It's been about this, about this long. Yeah, your beard long, beard long right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Adrian and Kurt, you guys co-wrote it, co-directed it. Uh, how did you guys meet and start working together? Well, we, we know Kurt Markham and I have known each other since I believe two thousand and nine. Right, Kurt. Um, ab- about that long, I think so, roughly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I on. think when you made your documentary about the uh, Willowbrook, because I think 
when I first was aware of, of your work. Yeah, and uh, ever since then, we've been working together. You're also a consultant and teacher on many of my work. And uh, we, to answer your question, Neil, we we decided to collaborate because um, I originally came up with the idea with Kurt after we uh, we heard about the clown sightings in um, in 2016, where there were these scary clowns coming out of the woods and uh, all, all this other stuff. And uh, of course, um, there were. I wanted to add like a little twist to it, to the story, make it not just about scary clowns, like all the other movies out there are like scary clowns, but make it unique in a way. So I added some social messages, I mean, social commentary into it, you know, a little political stuff, uh, uh, LGBTQ rights, and especially disability rights when it came to bullying because, you know, a lot of people with disabilities are still being bullied. So and in schools and stuff. So I wanted to include that. And um, Kurt Markham helped flesh out the story more, add more pages. And the rest is history. Uh, Kurt, do you and Adrian, uh, oh, when you're when you're collaborating, do you butt heads at all? Or are you guys pretty much on the same page? Um. My approach is always, you know, these um, Clowns in the Woods and other projects I've worked with him on, they're ideas that came from Adrian, that's Adrian's vision. So for me, always the challenge is, you know, here's what I think is a good idea, but is this the direction that, does this fit your vision of the project or is this not what you wanted to do? So um, Clowns in the Woods was, was Adrian's concept. And uh, as Adrian said, I, I helped him with fleshing out the script, kind of working out some of the fleshing out some of the story details, adding some more characters in order to uh, make it a, a solid uh, feature length script. And Nolan, how did you get involved? I got involved. I got connected from a friend of mine that I worked on a movie with. That was my first film, Brute Sanity. Director, writer, producer. His name is Sam Vanderbilt. I got that connection from him to Adrian to be a part of Clowns. Interestingly, my first acting role was with Sam Vanderbilt. Yeah. Not been released yet, but uh, several years ago. Well, I know he's a producer on the movie. He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and yourself, uh, Dalton, how did you get involved in the movie? That's a good question, Neil. So um, I've been doing shows for the past uh, decade on theater, and Adrian came to see me perform a Shrek. So <laughs> imagine me being green and an ogre with a Scottish accent. <laughs> he came to see it, and after uh, he saw my performance, he said, said to me, you are great. I would like to uh, hire you for the movie. And so... He told me it was about clowns, and I love clowns. Uh, give that from uh, my love for the Joker, because I'm a big Batman lo- fan. And the rest is history. I uh, took the chance, and I had every I had so much fun doing it. Yeah. So uh, along those lines that you love um, clowns, when, when you got to play the the clown part, uh, was that an inspiration, the Joker? 
A bit of it, but I, I've been doing uh, Joker actually um, before that for the past four years on Halloween. Um, and I love doing it because I can do voice impersonations and I do three great Joker uh, characters. Besides that, um, I've loved other clum, uh, characters like Pennywise, um, some other good ones. There's, all, oh, there's so many other I can think of, but that's how much I love clowns. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Art the Clown. Hmm? I'm a big fan of Art the Clown from Terrifier. Uh, that's a good one. That I recommend it, yeah. One of my favorite is a fan character. His name's Laughing Jack. Now, he's a clown. You want to be careful to stay away from. Very good. And, John, how did you get involved? Well, I uh, started uh, working with uh, Adrian kind of a bit, like, in the background with stuff where he would just kind of ask me questions, and I'd talk with him about stuff. And we kind of worked together on a lot of projects where – you know, we, we, we may have a question for, for each other, depending. Um, so uh, I was kind of in the background doing a lot of other things. Um, and then he kind of asked if I would play this character when, when the original person who was going to play it fell through and, and everything. And I said, that sounds like fun. And then I read the character and I was like, oh, my goodness, this guy's a real big jerk. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, it's kind of like... Um, I've been in contact with some people that, that remind me of him. And, uh, and I know that Adrian's had a lot of people that have treated him like that in, in real life. So I felt as though I had to be as authentic with the character as possible. And I am a pretty big grimy piece of crap in this film. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I assume yeah, that's yeah. not your real hat. <laughs> no, no. But I, uh, I, I have the one that's all burnt up and and, and shredded up, and, and every once in a while I'll, uh, I'll, I'll kind of bring it out if there's like like I brought it to the premiere. So afterwards I put it on, it was all burnt up. You know what I mean? But that's about as far as I get with that guy. Since <laughs> yeah. um, John touched on this, and you know, if you don't want to talk about it, I understand. But um, Adrian did. Do you experience a lot of bullying or any bullying uh, growing up? Um, I did in my neighborhood. Uh, not so much in schools because I've been in special ed school system basically my whole life. I mean, it happened once in a while when I was in high school, like 16, 17. But most of it came from my neighborhood growing up because kids would, you know, they call me the R word, you know, and if in case nobody knows what the R word is, it's the word, you know, retard. And uh, they called you Randy. Sorry. (laughs) But um, that's, you know, that's where a lot of those experiences came from. Um, Now, mind you, it was more verbal and mental abuse in my neighborhood. It wasn't really physical as you'll see in the film. But um, I, I just know from different accounts from different people and watching films and documentaries that, you know, that the bullying issue is still a major problem in, our, in schools and not just schools in, uh, in America, but in England, Australia, where, you know, people with disabilities and really so forth are treated, problem. are treated, you know, like, you know, not like equals, you know, and. So I thought I should address this in this clown movie. I mean, it was addressed in Stephen in it, in you know, but that, but you know, but in a different way, I think, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I no, did that cool. ask? Oh, sorry. 
Well, I was saying, I was just saying, I, I thought it was really cool to, to see uh, people with, uh, uh, you know, th- that are differently abled uh, in, in like an R rated, like, like a hard R in your face kind of horror film and stuff like that. And, and I think that that alone will, will, will make people, um, you know, think, think twice about not including differently abled people in their storylines and things like that. It's just, you know, I, 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 I just feel as though it, it, it adds like extra depth to, to a lot of the characters and stuff. And, and I mean, so, I mean, some great actors too. It, it was awesome uh, working opposite everybody. Everybody was was so talented on the set, and and it was and it was one of my favorite sets to work on. And it, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Plus, I didn't have to do the special effects. <laughs> uh, Nolan, was the bullying aspect of the script in the movie was that something that interested you? Uh, oh, a little bit, but. Because I actually touched on a subject because I also was bullied. And I was bullied in the school system and uh, even outside of school. So that really brought my experience to the role in the film. And I, and even it felt, it felt awesome with having a, a deeper connection to all the characters, including myself. Because they're like little pieces of everyone with their different stories. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to give too much of the movie away, but I also like that it's a cautionary tale of... Uh, if you, you know, not to go so far into the revenge aspect, because you yourself then can possibly, you, you, that can result in you becoming the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, John and uh, Adrian, did you guys meet at Buffalo Film Festival or did you meet on films? Um, I can't remember now. I think did I think we met at a, the one of the uh, a Buffalo local Buffalo Film Festival, right? Right, John. I think it. I think it might have been at the festival, if I remember correctly. I think. Uh, I think a mutual friend of ours uh, or somebody uh, had been uh, mentioned. And I, actually, if I remember correctly, I think we started talking before the festival, but it was because of one of the festivals that we started talking because it was just a you know, mutual filmmaker kind of thing. If I remember correctly, I, I'm not sure if it was at the festival that we first talked. I think it was before. If I remember yeah, it correctly. Have, yeah. It might've been before or at Buffalo dreams, fantastic film festival. Yeah. Where we really started connecting. Yeah. But I think it was all kind of a part of just because of being in that film industry and, 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 and stuff and, and going to the festivals and things. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Buffalo dreams, uh, uh, definitely, uh, I, I think that was pretty much one of the defining uh, characteristics of us meeting. What was what was that for sure? Even if it wasn't there, it right. was just part of it, you know. Yeah, and we and I think we also really started to get to know each other better when we traveled for greetings from Tromaville, my film, to the New Jersey Horror Con and the Horror Hound Festival convention, I should say, in the in the Cincinnati, Ohio. You should do that again for Clowns in the Woods. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be fun. Yeah, sure. I'll have to see because I it may not be possible this year. I mean, but we'll see. 
Uh, Tristan, do you have a question? Adrian, do you mind talking a little bit about Espo Cinema and um, your mission with that or what kind of films you specialize in? Sure. Um, I started Espo Cinema back in 2008, mostly making documentaries, educational documentaries of a historical value and to educate people about different subjects like uh the uh the one i that i think um i the one that i did the third one that really took me off a little bit into being a little recognized was uh, uh we can shine from institutions to independence and that was about the history of people with disabilities and in institutions like Willowbrook and how things have changed for the better. And uh, I do believe now I'm trying to, it's basically Espo Cinema is steering in a different direction. It's, I feel, you know, the company and myself want to make more narrative films and, you know, and um, I have other ideas for movies, other scripts, uh, an action film called Office Under Siege. Uh, a, uh, a, of course, another film I want to do, but I have to still get a ton of money for an investment is Special Needs Revolt. And uh, the third one is, uh, is a movie, is a zombie film called Special Out of the Dead. And, and of course, there's another one called Transgender Stein, but... Those are the, the, a bunch of the scripts which are still in the works. And uh, one of them I finished, but my friend Kurt Markham is going to help flesh it out with more pages to make it a feature film is a, tr is a transgender stein because I'm a fan of Frankenstein movies and the LGBTQ community, so, like, you know, John Waters, you know. And uh, so I decided to make that into a type of a movie. And, uh, of course, I'm also a fan of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, so that's where that idea came from, too. Not not so much a musical aspect, but more of a serious. But, um, so I have a lot of ideas for movies. It's just, you know, the problem is, number one, making it so the it's a lot of pages, so it's a feature film. And, number two, getting the money, you know, the financing, which is very, very challenging you know like pulling teeth uh dalton have you have you watched the finished movie with an audience yet yeah we got to see it um uh we got to see a private premiere of it i'm gonna tell you it was awesome so good yeah that must have been uh fun watching you know your finished film you're you're the lead with a bunch of I know. people and I've gotten leads in many other uh, theater shows, uh, but I do love uh, horror films too. Um, I can't do ones with Dean Possession; those will give me nightmares. But I'm a big fan of hack and slash films. Uh huh. Speaking of ones, if you guys are horror film fans, I would see the new Candyman. Yeah, yeah I, I saw that too. I saw the new Candyman. A lot that of was... mixed reviews coming in. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. Yeah, it's. I like the new Candyman. It's actually more of a sequel to the original one. Don't you agree, Dalton? It actually is a direct sequel from the 1992 film. They just did a little reboot change to it. And I actually like it, especially with the shadow puppets. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. 
So if you go, actually you crazy. I've been. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if when you go, stay for the credits because there's a lot. The whole credits are. They uh, have a lot of shadow puppet scenes. So. Yeah, I saw it. I was. I was perfect. Yeah, my yeah. mom loved it. And she's a big fan of the original. I have a bunch of shadow puppets written into a script actually that I've been working on. So when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, goody!" <laughs> no, <laughs> I thought maybe. Oh no, they'll up. think I took it from Candyman. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, great movie. Yeah, I have a question for Dalton, if that's okay, oh, Neil. Since I'm doing a movie, a script, transgender stand, what do you think of uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show and uh, the the character Meatloaf's character? Do you think you could play his character? I mean, not oh. play, but dress up as his character, like a cosplay. I do uh, the checkaway schedule, but um, let me see, and I'll let you know when I. I can get back to you. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a great... You would be great as the Meatloaf character from Rocky Horror Picture Show, the singing and all that. Well, of course. I do love singing Time Warp. Whenever I hear Rocky Horror Show, next thing you know, I'm singing, Let's do time! Oh. <laughs> I don't know why, but every time Man. I hear it, it hits me. I'm like, oh, great. Now you're going to get me stuck singing it. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> Uh, Marsha Miller in the charm says hello and she's uh, a friend of uh, Tristan's hello and um, uh, she went to know how you can watch Clowns in the Woods well this Friday right here on this uh, on this same YouTube page you'll be able to watch for free and, or this Saturday sorry uh, will be part of the Saturday block cool very cool that's awesome yeah. it's one time here you know it won't stay up some people ask about that but you know uh, you know, these films are playing other festivals and want have distribution deals, so they can't stay on the YouTube page. So it's a it's a one time thing. Okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, Nolan, are you a horror movie fan? I am a horror movie fan. I drifted in and out of that because in the beginning, when I was nine, I saw Rocky Horror. That's I was scarred. Rocky Horror. Yeah. I, I was scarred. So I. That re- I didn't know a lot about it. that whole transgender stuff when I was a kid. Saturday scared me. So that was up until when I became an actor at the age of 24. That really came to me in a, in a positive light because of I fell in love with it. And I actually saw it live out here in Dartmouth with the stage show. And I participated. Oh, very cool. So, yeah, it felt like it's amazing. It's like I fell in love with it. I love the music. Eddie is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song? Yeah, Hop Tootie. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just, I know all the words to it. Yeah. Do you want to give us a little bit? Or? Sure. <laughs> Whatever happened to a Saturday night? But it's stop it at the all right. <laughs> Dalton was dancing to it. He he approved. That's what I'm playing. Yeah. Uh so Kurt, um how about the editing? Who who does the editing on your guys' movies? So that would be Adrian. Um, you know, um I might give some advice here and there or or another um filmmaker that we know. Uh, Mike Boas might also have some suggestions of, oh, you know, maybe trim this here or do this or do that. But it's mainly been it's mainly been Adrian uh, because he's got um, he's got the, uh, the editing resources. He's got the computer. He's got the software. So 
he's been the one putting the movie together. Where did you all learn to edit, Adrian? I'll be honest, editing is my least favorite thing to do. But uh, um, I learned how to edit. It was all hands-on, I would say. Um, I didn't go to school for it. Um, I just learned all hands-on. And this was before YouTube had all those video tutorials on how to do things with After Effects and uh, mm-hmm. how to edit and do all, you know, do, do all this different stuff. So it was very hard. Um, I had a book, a manual, and uh, and it just came by practice. I still need help from my editing a consultant and teacher, Mike Boas, to do stuff like a visual effects and stuff after effects because um, that's very so much of a challenge to me. But I do – I did ask another – friend and who's involved in films chris cosgrave to do some of the uh, visual effects with the fire and uh like like for example when the clowns were on fire that was that was chris cosgrave um you know i don't want to give too much away but some of the scenes involve fire that was chris cosgrave Uh, how about the uh the makeup and the effects in the movie Mm. it wasn't john reno we found out that was Tom Gleason. Uh, he did some of the, the effects, like with the limbs and all that. It was also Mike Boas. Um, and it was also uh, another filmmaker, another uh, some uh, visual uh, special effects man who's involved in films. His name is... Um, R.J. Young, and it was, and also uh, Tom Gleason's daughter, Kyra Gleason. So it was a, it was a group effort. It wasn't just one or two people. It was a bunch of people. Yeah. So uh, it, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty fun watching it come to life. The makeup effects. Yeah. Now, terrible Troy says hello from uh, from the chat room. We won't tell on him that he's Howdy. Mark, but yes, hello Troy. He couldn't. He uh, has new work schedule, so he couldn't be here tonight. Uh, Trista, do you have a question? Uh, I know Nolan loves uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'd love to know um, if anyone else has a favorite horror movie they'd like to share. Favorite horror film? Well, that's hard because I've got a bunch that I'm a mix of. All right. So uh, to give you an idea, this is my horror section. Oh, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's not the blu-rays the blu-rays are somewhere else that's just my dvd horror collection so i'm it's very hard for me to choose uh uh they're all kind of like for me i have uh add i also am uh i i also have uh some uh some uh learning uh disabilities and things and for me it's hard to remember certain things in my past and I remember a lot of things by like sensory memory so a lot of things are mapped by like films and stuff that I watched with my dad or with my thing and and things like that so sometimes I'll watch Mm -hmm. movies and I'll get that feeling like the first time I watched it and that's kind of how I relive some memories because my memories are a little bit different I have kind of a literal a a linear thought patterns 
I think people can relate uh, with music that way. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Same thing with music. Yeah, um, with movies. Uh, so, do you have uh, one that's your most favorite because it has a personal memory with you? Well, I I think for me probably the uh, the Evil Dead trilogy in and of itself, kind of that one whole story arc, is one of my favorite things ever. And of course, you know, rest in peace to my man uh, Danny and my man Tim who was in a Dick and Tommy gun. We uh, can't believe how close between we, we, we lost the two of them, two greats, but uh, rest in peace, uh, Dan- Danny Hicks and uh, Timothy Patrick Quill. But yeah, so, so I think it's uh, any one of the three evil dead movies. I kind of watched them. The reason I say that is because I watched them kind of all in a row the first time I ever watched them. And I was just like, Oh, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so from that point on, it was kind of just, I've always loved them. That's one of the reasons why I brought Danny and Tim in. Cause they're just, you know, like kind of one of my kind of like, you know, pinnacles of, of just everything and having them work with me and stuff was so great. And they, and, and like, I, I don't know if you've ever uh, met them before. I'm, I'm sure you probably have, but they're both really cool and down to earth and, and, and Danny, shared some huge secrets when I was making my first feature. And he, he was one of the guys I'd say was like a mentor to me. He was really, he, he showed me a lot in that first feature. I, I couldn't have done it without him. He, he was a producer, everything. So yeah, I, I have to say definitely Ramey and uh, the evil dead boys are, are, are my favorite. Excellent choice. Uh, Kurt, do you have an answer? Uh, for this here? I think my favorite horror film might be Stanley Kubrick's the shining. Oh Ooh. yeah. 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 Oh. I mean, as a kid, I was more of a sci-fi guy than a horror guy, but The Shining was on TV a lot when I was a kid. Our local UHF station seemed to, I mean, it's now a Fox affiliate, and I think either either right before or right after it, it switched over, that seemed to be one of the movies that was in rotation on that channel a lot. So I got to see it a fair amount. And it's it's a movie that actually is more disturbing as an adult than than it was to me as a kid yeah oh yeah that's interesting because uh sometimes it's reverse like uh you grow up watching a movie and you watch it as an adult and uh you know it doesn't hold up as well but then some movies you know some movies just look at it completely different it's not necessarily like it better or worse but yeah yeah because sometimes when when you're an adult there certain things resonate differently like you know as a kid, this is just a story, but once you've, you know, had certain challenges in your life or there are things that worry you as an adult that w- you never would have thought to seriously worry about as a kid, right. it, you know, things, things can be interpreted differently when you rewatch them as an adult with a new, a new perspective. Uh, Nolan, uh, I know you, you'd mentioned, um, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, but did you did you have other favorites here? I actually do. I have a couple. Psycho. Oh, I'm uh, the original. I'm, what was the second one? Sorry, the second one, Jaws. Oh, oh, Jaws. Gotta love that for summer blockbuster. And the Amityville Horror. No, oh, another good one. Did you think of any Dalton? Actually, did uh, this made it easy for me. So, my favorite hack and slash films. There's two different ones I love. One of them is definitely the uh, whole series of um, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. I'm a big Jason Voorhees fan, but I also do love Halloween. I love Michael Myers. 
because I love that they're, they're silent killers. They don't have no voices, no conscience. They're just, they're engines of just pieces of machinery that just go killing. So I love that also. But one of the one that really gets me is um, Silence of the Lambs because I like Hannibal Lecter. He's very calm. He's uh, very polite also, which is very freaky. Because one thing I learned about when you're looking at a character's face, when they have no emotion and they are empty, that's what's mostly scary when they have no emotion. They just are empty shells. So that's one reason why I like those films. Another one I think that I have a child member for is the Sleepy Hollow film with Giant Death because the Headless Horseman is one of my <laughs> I could go on with them, but those are some of my pretty close favorites of all time. That's very cool. And that's one that's not mentioned too often. Mm-hmm. And I would, um, Nolan brought up a good one. I, I forgot about Jaws. I'm, I think that's probably even a bigger favorite for me than The Shining because Jaws, I, I kind of don't always think of it as, as a horror as much as like an action adventure at sea. Yeah. Kind of story. And when you and think, I'm scared you know, of deep water because of it. And when yeah, people I, think of, you know, when people think of the archetypal horror movie, they think of, you know, teenagers or, you know, people basically being idiots and getting themselves in trouble because they don't know any better. Whereas Jaws is about three, you know, seasoned adults who are very like roll up their sleeves and let's 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 seriously tackle this problem it's a very it's a very grown-up movie and when you think it you know people think people always used to talk about steven spielberg as this like eternal child but his first really big hit is this very mature movie about about adults tackling a problem head-on you know prof- you know people with professional skills so i've always really admired that movie Mm-hmm. And uh, Adrian, yeah, what was, your, what was your favorite horror movie? Well, what got it's actually interesting. What got me interested in wanting to be a filmmaker at a young age was Don, the original Dawn of the Dead from 1979. You know, that was a big one. Um, inspiration, uh, the uh. Of course, Night of the Living Dead. That's another one I like. Um, oh, and one that I thought was pretty was pretty freaky, but I also thought it was awesome when I saw it at 14 years old was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original one from 1974. I got that at my local video store, and, and I watched it, and it's like, wow, this is freaky and cool with the skeleton furniture and leather face and all that, and... The, especially the ending where he's waving around the chainsaw. So I, it's like, so those, those I would say my favorite. Um, I wanted, I did want to say another horror movie that isn't really talked about by Steven Spielberg is uh, Pol- Pol- Poltergeist. Good one. And, yeah. That is a good one. Yeah. I mean, but I, I'm more of a fan of Poltergeist, too, because it touches, it has Will Sampson, who has who is the Native American from One Flew Over to Cuckoo's Nest in that film. and uh, He's good. So, yeah, I like that one more. He, he played the medicine man in the second one. Um, but I, like uh, I, I kind of feel that the Hellraiser films are cool, too. But uh, I definitely like Texas Chainsaw Massacre a lot, and I I did I do like the original Halloween. I remember when I after I saw the original Halloween, I had my screen door open. It was nighttime, 
And uh, after the movie ended with the credits, I lo- I closed it and locked it because it was because that's how it it, it uh, affected me. It's pretty scary, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> especially with the, the mask and you see where where he's gone, you know. So yeah, mm-hmm. makes you want to lock your doors. That movie. That's, no, Nolan, you'd mentioned um, becoming an actor at 24. How did that come about? What made you like pursue acting? Actually, what made me pursue acting was that I did, I've acted before when I was younger in a theater group. But what really pursued an acting career was when I actually I dropped out of college. I took marketing and business, so that's why I went from that to dropping out and decided to become an actor and been acting ever since. I've done a lot of work as a background extra. And I did a play out of Boston with the Huntington Theater. That had a lot of hype. And did Brute Sanity. And now with Clowns, this was my first ever like feature film role that I have gotten. Cool. Who did all the music? Because uh, you have the opening themes very cool. You have the closing rap. Um, the person who did the theme song was uh, a guy, local Rochester musician who's a celloist and classically trained musician. His name is Humberto Colon. And he... He... Um, I asked, I got to him through Humberto, through someone I, I met on Facebook, uh, Olivia Young. And uh, she's also a filmmaker, too. She's, I'm working on a film with her as we speak, you know, acting in it. But um, so it's, uh, he, we, he, he did a great job, as you can, as you saw. But uh, the guy who did the song at the end, was I, I had heard him previously in a song in a for his he did end credits for a movie called Attack of the Killer Shrews, uh, Rizzi Renzo, where he the theme song was called You Shrews You Lose. So I approve. And so what we did was we uh we uh we went and uh I asked Rizzy on Facebook, can you hey, can you do the end credits for clowns in the woods and he, he agreed to it so the rest is history uh marcia miller in the chat she has a question for everyone here you know who are who is someone you would like to work with in the future that you have not worked with yet mm. uh, i got someone all right uh, one actor I'd like to work with is Johnny Depp. He always makes me laugh. There's been others, but I always like Johnny Depp the most because he he and I have a certain goal. Um, we don't want to do it for the fame or fortune. We just want to do it to show our gift and our uh, just our ability to act. Very cool. Well, Good that, that's cool. Yeah. 
Anyone else here? Kurt, do you have an answer? Um, honestly, the 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 actors I'm would be most interesting interested in working with are uh, people in the in the excellent uh, Buffalo film community because uh, you know a Adrian and I split uh, split the directing duties. Uh, there were there were some days where I wasn't on set because I had to work. There were days when Adrian was having his clown makeup put on because he plays one of the clown villains. So I was more taking care of the directing during that part. Um, so one of the days that I, that I was not there was when Paul McGinnis has a really great role as a, as a, as a burnt out cop. And when I saw that, yeah. photo, I was like, Oh man, I wish I was, I wish I was there on set that day. Cause he's really good. Um, uh, so, you know, he's somebody I would love to, I would love to work with directly at some point. Yeah. There's quite a few Buffalo people I'd, I'd love to work with. Uh, I mentioned I mentioned this a lot on the show, but that's something when I started doing Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival, which is still a very long name, Greg. But um, is that uh, there's a great community aspect of uh, of the of Buffalo? They're they're at the everyone's very supportive. Everyone else's films, they all work on each other's stuff, and uh, you know that kept me going back year and year. I like to see that. Uh, Nolan, who would you like to work with? Uh, man, there's a couple of people I want to work with. Um, one of them is actually it's Adrian. I want to work with him again? Very cool. I also want to actually. There's two other people that I want to work with, and that's um, Nat, uh, Natalie Portman. She's amazing. I adore her. She has a great. She's also directs her own films, so she's amazing. And uh, Selena Gomez. How about yourself, Mr. Ryan? You tell everybody you got to get one. Uh, did am I next? Yeah, we'll go through. I asked John, but I'm not sure if he heard. Oh, me. I'm sorry, I, I I I didn't hear you. Yeah, I'd actually uh, I'm I'm looking to work with uh, anybody that'll have me. <laughs> At this point, yeah. I'm looking for. Uh, I'm looking for gigs and uh, I want to do more acting because I've been focusing a lot on uh, producing for other people and producing stuff for me and, and in the background I'm doing a lot of writing and pre-production for a lot of product and projects, but I would uh, love uh, more chances to do some acting and uh, things like that. Cause I really enjoy acting quite a bit and I've been told I'm pretty good at it. So I, I like to try to get better at what I'm good at. So you know, you're always learning in, in this kind of a business. Uh, I enjoyed you in Slime City Massacre. I'm sorry? I enjoyed you in Slime City Massacre. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, that was uh, that was one of my first uh, big things. I was the production manager on that and did a whole bunch <laughs> of stuff. And, and then uh, I got to act in it. And, and it was a lot of fun because I enjoyed the original Slime City quite a bit and, and everything. And that was the first time Greg and I really worked together, so. That was pretty cool, kind of, uh, kind of uh, getting into uh, doing more of the film uh, stuff in Buffalo. That was a long time ago, too. I've, I've been doing this stuff for, for for a long time since before there was a film industry in Buffalo. So it's kind of cool to to see all this hard work that me and 
uh, a, a pretty big group of others really worked hard to, to, to make it seem like this was a great place to film. And, and it seems like it's, it's taken off in a, in a huge way. So kudos to the rest of the uh, Western New York film industry, who's really busted their hump to make Hollywood stand up and take notice. You know, yourself, Adrian, who would you like to work with? Well, I would like to, what comes to mind are two actors. One is, is uh, Michael Berryman, you know, because I have a part for him maybe if he, if the cost is, if he has a reasonable price for special needs revolt. Talk and, to the nice guy. <laughs> and I also want to work with uh, actually two other people, uh, Lynn Lowry for special needs revolt, my move, the movie I want to do in the future. And also, uh, I want to work with uh, Jake the Snake Roberts in a movie called that John Renner wants to do called "He Was a Bad Man" because uh, that that because John Renner that's one of John Renner's dream projects, and I'm hoping that Jake the Snake Roberts can do that movie if he still because a lot of if he's Peanut Butter Falcon right that you guys uh, reference in the movie. Oh. <laughs> Man, I love that movie. I love Peter Potter talking. Yeah. yeah. Very, good. Very good. Hey, listen, guys. I hate to interrupt, but I got to get going. All right. Well, it was All very right. good to see you, Dalton. Good to see you. Good to see you, Dalton. Thank you. See you guys soon. Have fun. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Like I mentioned, I kind of stepped into this role not expecting that to happen or here's bye bye have a great day <laughs> not not expecting that uh not, not expecting it to happen so he is so like like his mind is such a steel trap that he knew like he he, he didn't just know his lines he knew like every line in the script literally every line in the script so if you ever didn't know your lines he he would just say what your line was. It was crazy. So so for me, I I normally learn lines differently. I, I kind of spend my time and 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 really develop a character and, and over a period of time with this, I had to kind of do it more quickly. So I wasn't where I normally consider myself a hundred. And there was one or two times when I was a, a little herky jerky and, and he was right there to help me. It was he he's really good. He he's really good and he can do some great voices too. <laughs> yeah. Dalton is one of a kind. Did you know Dalton before the movie, Adrian? Uh, no, I, I knew him only when I saw went to Artists Unlimited and saw him perform Shrek as, as Shrek in Shrek the Musical, and he did a, fa a fantastic, outstanding job. But I, um, if it's okay, I wanted to ask John a John Renner yeah, a question. Um, so, John, um, I'm, you know, I kind of. I kind of like brought in your movie. He was a bad man. I don't know if that's what you mm -hmm. had in, in, envisioned, you know, for well, the main character. Well, what, what, what happened was uh, I wrote the script with Danny Hicks in mind. I wrote the script for Danny. And that was when I first kind of realized something must not have been going okay with Danny. He had surgery done to his neck. And uh, so I knew that, that, that he wasn't able to get back to me right away about stuff. I had the script written for him and he was pretty excited to, to see it. And I noticed that, that, that he hadn't checked it out and I tried to get a hold of him. And uh, then that was when all of a sudden I started hearing everything. And uh, 
And unfortunately, uh, I only really got to talk to him uh, one last time before uh, before he passed uh, to tell him how, you know, how much he meant to me and, and everything. So this script was for him. And then when he passed away, I, I was just like, you know, who else could play the the bad man? But but the guy I wrote it for, Danny, you know, like like and uh, and and then that's when uh, it kind of dawned on me that I've written him into all of my scripts pretty much. So I have to go in and like figure out all of my scripts now. And then that was when Adrian had, had mentioned uh, Jake, the snake would be awesome in there. And, and, and I had said how, how, how much I love him and stuff. And, and it just kind of turned into this thing now where, where Adrian's like, we got to do, he was a bad man with Jake, the snake Roberts. But meanwhile, we're talking about it on this podcast. And if Jake, the snake is listening, he's probably like, what are these people talking about? I even know multiple time guest on my wrestling show. I think three or four times. So, oh, he's actually been on here once too. A video interview. Yeah. 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 He, he's, he's okay. awesome. And yeah, he, he's awesome. And, and it would be really, really cool to, uh, to, to get him out and, 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 and work with him because I mean, he's Jake the snake. And as far as I'm concerned, he's one of the best actors out there. I mean, he had the best, he's one of the best wrestlers in history. His mic work was unparalleled. I mean, you don't get much more awesome than Jake, the snake Roberts. So I would love to get him in front of a camera and see what he does with a little bit of direction. I bet he would kill it. I bet he'd kill it. I think that's a good choice. Yeah. Very good. So, uh, where does uh, Clowns in the Woods? We're going to play it, you know, Saturday. But um, from there, it's going to be, it's already been announced for um, some um, festivals, if you can uh, name them. Well, the first festival it's going to be in is the Shaanashe Film Festival. Hey. Which, yeah. is, which is in Sturbridge, Massachusetts. Massachusetts, sorry. My friend Skip Shea runs that. Very good guy. Yeah, and I, I believe, Nolan, you and your mom are going to come to that. That's right. And the, the rest I have to wait for. I entered it into some film festivals that are horror-related in Los Angeles. I submitted it to an Italian horror film festival in Italy. Um, yeah, and... Um, I submitted it to the Boston Underground Film Festival. I've submitted it to, I'm trying to think, uh, uh, the Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival and the Anomaly Film Festival, which is in Rochester, New York, where I'm from and where I currently live now. And, uh, well, I've always lived here, but... Um, so those are the ones I could think of off the top of my head that I've submitted to. So, uh, yeah, those, those, and I'm hoping we did hire a PR person who's going to work with us. We're going to get back to her if, if, or if not the anomaly or, I mean, the anomaly film festival accepts clowns in the woods. Cause she, cause her idea, our PR person um, Dresden Engel is her name. She wants to have like a, you know, a four wall movie theater, possibly movies 10, the Regal in uh, Rochester, New York, and uh, see where it goes for, uh, for Halloween time, you know, October. So she's going to be working with us 
she's going to try to get interviews for Spectrum One News. Um, she wants to get us into Variety Magazine and so forth. So hopefully Clowns in the Woods will get the recognition it deserves, Neil and everyone. Pretty cool. I, I know your mom's a big uh, supporter of, of your uh, film career. Does she help out on the movies too? Does she actually help? Is she on set or anything? Yeah, she's she was she's been always on set. She she's a big help to my life and my film career. Without her, I probably wouldn't be anywhere I am with this film career and all my services and supports. And uh, you know, she she's basically uh, the jewel of my life. And but uh, you know, um, I you know, I mean, it is it is. Uh, we have our ups and downs, but. It's, uh, I guess you could say that with all families, you know, parents and their kids. Yeah, of course. She's a great producer. She's a really yeah, good she, producer. Yes, yeah, she, she is, is a really good producer. producer. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you, guys. Yeah, she is a fabulous producer. She's got balls. <laughs> you got to have them when you're a producer, and she's got them. Yeah, just like that ACDC song, she's got <laughs> balls. That's right. Yeah. Bueller's, as they say. Great. <laughs> She's she's there, right? Tell her I said hi. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know you said she I'll let her know you she said hi. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. the other part. Let her know I said she's got balls too. She'll <laughs> like that, I'm sure. I just heard uh Adrian's giggle there, and anyone who's been at, at Buffalo Dreams will know the, the giggle. Uh you hear him throughout the movies. <laughs> Everyone's a big fan. Yeah. All right. Uh Nolan, what do you have in the works? Obviously everyone wants to see Clown in the Woods, but do you have anything yeah, uh, coming yeah. up? Oh. Actually, I just did a short film recently, which is coming out uh, soon. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, looking around for for anything, for any work. If anyone wants to work with me, I'll work with them. How about John? Do you have anything in the works? Well, I'm actually... uh... This is kind of like a soft announce. We haven't really talked about it anywhere, but uh, I think, you know, Mick Thomas, uh, pumpkin bitch. Uh, oh, and he's the, yep. yeah. Yeah. And he's the post-production supervisor for Cornell university. He's pretty much a powerhouse. Uh, and, and he's my buddy. And uh, we like to laugh and joke that, that, that we're the two biggest things in Western New York film or in New York film, just because we're both well over 300 pounds. I was going to say, uh, yeah. So uh, basically what nobody knows is that we've put together a string of lookbooks. We're writing a bunch of scripts. We have a 6K camera system put together and we are going to be producing some stuff under the moniker at a combined weight productions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I approve of the name. I'm a big fan. Yeah, yeah it's like, yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. wrestling. Sorry. I was just gonna <laughs> say it reminds me of wrestling at a combined weight, you know. <laughs> well, we did the math. We did the math, and there's a lot of wrestling fans in the room right now. And uh, I'm well over three. He's well over three. And I, there's only a handful of professional tag teams in the history of tag teams that even come close to us. <laughs> there's only a handful. So we are definitely super heavyweights. <laughs> yeah, both Adrian and I are, aren't in the super heavyweights anymore. 
Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say Neil and John and every and Kurt and uh, Nolan. Uh, mm-hmm. I've I've started at three hundred pounds. I'm now down to two sixty four, and I'm I keep going down and down. Um, awesome, congratulations, man! Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Recently, I had to get I had a higher dose of Rebelsis, but it was making me feel mm-hmm. like my stomach was stapled. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so I had to. I have to get off that medicine because it just, but I'm, but now my blood sugar is under control. Yep. My, my weight is, is doing well. Um, people Eat are right and stop sucking down sugar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have done. I've stopped doing that too. Um, Good I, job. I, I just, I've been drinking, you know, like a lot of water as you see. Yeah. I see as, we don't see. as we don't see, thanks to the green screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's uh it's been a, yeah, so it's been a long process to lose that weight. But, you know, this new rebelsis medicine, I, I don't mean to go off on that, well, but it was, I, I, it felt like I was, had no appetite. I was super stuffed and got sick. So, but, um, but right now I'm, uh, I, I'm very happy. And my mom and a lot of other people said, wow, you look very different, Adrian. You look like you've lost a lot of weight. And, I feel that's a good thing, as I'm sure you felt very good, Neil. When oh yeah, 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 it's a much much better. Yeah, I had to stop well, eating the same thing. What was that, John? I, I was saying I, I I had to completely cut dairy out of my diet entirely, which was one of my big things was dairy. I had to completely cut it out, and I've lost quite a bit of weight too. But unfortunately, I'm so large that after losing quite a bit of late weight, I'm still like over 300 pounds. So yeah, just, you're very tall. Up with a big frame. I'm, yeah, I'm five foot five. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, uh, I'm a little closer to, to six, four. Yeah, so uh, I can, I can wear it. Okay. I just look like an old timey wrestler. <laughs> yeah. You, that look, like, you mean like, uh, I'm trying to think who you look, remind me of, uh, remember, do you know who Earthquake and Typhoon are? <laughs> yes, exactly right, actually. <laughs> that was actually funny. When I was a kid, they were so huge. And now I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, those guys aren't so big. We <laughs> <laughs> haven't heard from Kurt. Yeah, Kurt, what do you have in the works? Um, I've been working on some scripts of my own. Um, and I, you know, might want to do something kind of guerrilla in the near future. Cause you know, I, I remember the good old days of, you know, when mini DV came out, it was like a, it was like the, you know, the barn door opened and all the, all the horses escaped. Everybody was like, all right, we're going to get our crazy movies made. Wild West. Um, Yeah. So, uh, my goal is to, you know, get something like that going again um actually one one of those that i uh that i that i did about 10 years ago was a personal project called saber frog that's what you can you can see behind me uh which is a a road movie comedy about a guy who um goes on a road trip to find old friends because voices in his head tell him to and uh (laughs) it's a movie that i recently did a, a special edition of where i we edited a couple scenes, put in some new footage, and that is now available to rent on Amazon. If you want to see that, uh, one of the one of the 
old friends that he reunites with is played by John Carius, who's been in quite a few B movies. He's the first guy to die in the trauma film Poultry Geist, and it's a very graphic and memorable death, which I remember hearing people cheering in the audience when I saw it at a screening one time. Uh, he's in the track. He's in VHS 2. So, yeah, he's also in Clowns in the Woods as Mr. Punch the Puppet, the voice. Yes, how could I forget? Yes. <laughs> That's very cool. How about yourself, Adrian? What do you have in the works? Um, well, I like I said before, I have Special Needs Revolt. Hopefully that won't have to be put on hiatus again. If it is put on hiatus again, I will I will make uh like I said Transgender Stein which was inspired by my love of Frankenstein movies, my uh, support of the LGBTQ community, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, seeing drag queens when I was in Provincetown when I was seven years old back in 1987. The list goes on and on. And also because of two friends I have that are, you know, one friend I've known who since eight years old in third grade, her name is Artemis. She's transgender and living in Los Angeles and also Dylan Mars Greenberg, who was, uh, she's part of trauma and, uh, she's been in, uh, she was in hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm and so forth. So we're good friends. And, uh, I think she has her movie reagitator is part of your, the yeah, festival. playing on the experimental Monday block on, uh, so it was those Artemis Solterra and also, uh, Dylan Mars Greenberg inspired me also to write, to write the script and make want to make Transgender Stein uh, become a movie uh, along with Frankenstein movies. And uh, uh, Dylan, she just um, just to throw it out there, she just um, directed uh, a music video for Michael C. Hall from Dexter, which was very cool. So congrats! Ah, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Dylan is also in. Um, one of Adrian's documentaries, um, Greetings from Tromaville, which is a documentary about Lloyd Kaufman. Uh, Adrian, uh, D- Dylan is in that film, right? Yeah, she, okay. she, she she's in it um, in Greetings from Tromaville about Lloyd Kaufman and Troma. She was in two scenes where she was giving the tour of the Troma building, the office, and uh, showing everyone the Troma sign, Welcome to Tromaville, and also their DVDs collection where they have their distribution. So, mm-hmm. so she was in those two scenes. So, but I hope I, I look forward to working with her. She seems like a cool person. Yeah. And both John and I are in uh, one of your documentaries too. Yeah. Oh that's yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. You're in a uh, read unbound and, uh, were you in? No, I don't think you were in. No, I must have read them down, but I don't know about John. But yeah, I loved. Uh, I loved that. I loved that read documentary. It was so weird. It's so awesome. <laughs> I, I got a big kick. We're watching it at at, at Buffalo uh, Dreams, and everyone's saying how Joel Reed is, you know, crazy and all this, and the and it, the movie is, you know. Um, you know, not stuff, and then I'm there saying, "Oh, I think it's uh, lighthearted and stuff," and everyone just starts laughing like I'm totally <laughs> insane or something. But, <laughs> but it was, good. but it was excellent, and that's on. Um, you can watch uh, Read Unbound on where on 
Tubi? Uh, it's on it's on uh, Troma now. Oh, it's, so on the Roku channel. Yeah, it's a part of Roku on one of the apps on the Roku channel, Troma now, and also Vimeo, you know, on demand. Vimeo, right. where you pay or rent for it on Vimeo. Yeah. But yeah, you did an excellent job on that. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Neil. You're welcome. I actually filmed my part right down here in my basement, in my creepy basement. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been cool if, you know, but it's too late now if you know, this cool setup you have right here, you know. Yeah, I, I actually had the bookshelves, but I didn't have time to set them up um, at the time because I was flying somewhere. But I, it's unfortunate. Yeah, because you have, you have Norman Bates and Frankenberry and all that. Bunch of tiki's. Yeah. Trista, did you have another question? Oh, um, sure, yeah. So I'm always interested in what scares horror creators. Do you guys have any fears or phobias that you feel comfortable talking about? I'm, uh, I'd mentioned earlier when, when, when Kurt agreed and brought up some great points about Jaws, uh, that, uh, because of Jaws, deep water is kind of something where I'm a big dude with a great big old deep voice. But like if I'm in water and like some seaweed or something touches my foot, it's like a cartoon. I, I come completely out of the water and you hear the dingly, dingly, ding. And I'm like on tiptoes running across the water. I get I, I get so scared. Something's about to nom on me from underneath because of Jaws. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so that's one of my things. And, and claustrophobia is another one. That just is kind of for whatever reason. It's because I'm so big. Small places yeah. are. I don't like that idea. I see these people doing that mountain climbing stuff, and I can't even watch it. I start to get panicky. Oh, I'm thinking, I'm like, like, uh, what's a movie with uh, with it's a female cast when they're underground? Um, oh, uh, the descent. The descent. Yeah, the the, yeah. the whole idea of being underground is before there's even you know the monsters that uh, freaks me out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, especially when I was bigger, the same idea, the idea of being stuck somewhere. Now you can't lose weight to get out. You're screwed. (laughs) uh, Nolan, did you have a, I saw you were about to answer Trista's question. Yeah, actually, I have a phobia of turkeys. Really? (laughs) I have many wild turkeys around here, so you'd be uh, be freaked out around my house. Yeah, there's, we have... Nolan, we have wild turkeys around my area too. Don't tell yeah. him that he's not going to come visit now. Nolan, a, a friend visit. of mine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. A friend of mine called me on the phone, and uh, he was walking through the woods in in the mm-hmm. dark, and he started screaming in the middle of the phone call. And I was like, "What happened? What happened?" I was about to call the cops. He said a, a turkey dropped on his head, and he started freaking out. They can fly. It's yeah. very strange because they they're can. big. <laughs> And they'll jump like over my house. And it's, it's very, I saw one, I took a picture of it. It's hard to get the really notice, but he flew up to the top of a telephone pole and he was just sitting mm-hmm. up there. It was very strange. Yeah. You can feel the wind when they're flying over you. It's, it's odd. Now we're making, now I'm writing a script. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's already thinks killing with a killer turkey. That's very true. I, I can't watch that even. <laughs> well, he's a he's a trash talking turkey though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Kurt or Adrian, did you have a uh, a fear, Kurt? Um, I can't think of a of a fear as an adult that has a major effect on me because I feel like a lot of adulthood is just learning to kind of like manage and just 
you know, kind of hide those sort of things. But one thing I can, I, I can think of that, I don't know why this would have been the case, but I can think of three different movies I saw at a kid that all scared me with the same thing was like a scary tree coming to life. Um, Poltergeist did that. Uh, Wizard of Oz did that. And mm-hmm. Snow White and Seven Dwarfs, I think, also had a scene where she's running in the trees. Or, and yeah, I don't know why, as an adult, I'm like, why trees? That's kind of weird. But I remember those. And, I, you know, it's like, you know, some, I mean, I watched stuff like The Dark Crystal and Watership Down as a kid. And there's adults who are like, oh, that was so upsetting. I'm like, really? I saw it when I was a little kid and I loved it. But I don't know, something about like monster trees, I guess, freaked me out as a kid for some reason. Interesting. Evil Dead, Adrian, yeah. Adrian, did you have a fear? Um, well, it scares me. I, I can't even do it when I'm, when I get my blood drawn as needles. I can't look at the, especially Halloween 2, where they, where Michael Myers puts the needle in the nurse's eye and, and, oh, yeah. uh, and also another fear I have in horror movies. I don't know if any horror movies have done this because it's actually worse than killing someone is giving them a lobotomy. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, one who flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, that's another phobia I have is that kind of stuff. But um, I don't even know if I could watch The Human Centipede. I'll have to do it eventually for, for okay. when I make the for special needs revolt because there's a scene which is more in a parody of human centipede and like in South park, that episode of South park, I have written in the script that Kurt and I wrote. Sweet. I want to do a little, uh, I want to do a little loop video of uh, the people from human centipede, but then just uh, have like them roll down the stairs and go up on like roll down the stairs, like the, <laughs> like the circus guys. That'd be awesome. Wouldn't it? <laughs> That'd be get so them down cool. the stairs. <laughs> that's how they do it like Cirque du Soleil with the human centipede people how awesome would that oh, be oh that would be so cool I think we totally have to do a short film now yeah uh, one so last good. question here from uh, Marsha she wants to know uh, what's your proudest moment uh, while making a film or working in films uh, we'll start with John okay proudest I'm out here I'm out here like <laughs> yeah I know um, <laughs> uh, I would. You don't want to talk over each other. I understand. Unlike me, I talk over everybody. <laughs> I would say probably, uh, man, probably my my crowning achievement. Man, that's a tough one. Um, I, I I don't know. I I've, I've, I feel like every time I act, I try to um, get a little uh, a, a little deeper into a character, uh, learn a little something more, and and, and get a little better. But, but I would say probably like my crowning achievement has to be Dick and Tommy gun. I, I, I have ownership of it back again, and I'm going to be doing a director's cut and trying to get it back out there. I, 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 I'd be interested in showing it here with you guys, if you guys want, uh, because I know that, uh, you know, Danny and Tim would have loved it. And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that, 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 that's probably it for me w- would be putting together that, that crazy feature with all those awesome actors for under nine grand it's crazy so that's probably it for me i'd say nice so far yeah kurt um i think 
Uh, for now, I think I'm going to say uh, Saber Frog because that was a movie that uh, kind of, it was a script that just kind of oozed its way out of me because it, it was kind of, it grew out of um, where, where I was at that point in my life thinking about where I'd been and where I was headed and and kind of trying to make sense of some philosophical issues as well as making a, a weird comedy. And my philosophy has been that if, you know, I've always felt that comedy is a way of being able to express things that might be hard to express in a more serious movie. So that's, that's something that I put a lot of effort in. So I'm proud of that. Cool. I look forward to watching it. Cool. Uh, Nolan. Oh, man. For me, it's Pirates in the Woods. It's like, I've done theater. With theater, you can't go back and do another take. So with film and TV, you can actually. So that means you're perfecting your craft more and more. And for me, I love learning the craft. It's all about putting your mind to the character. And getting it out there and following your dream and make it happen. Very nice. Awesome. Thanks, Nolan. Thank you, Adrian. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, Adrian, you have a proudest moment. I would say the two proudest moments in film is for, is in terms of narrative films are Clowns in the Woods and uh, if for you know for the first film I've directed, actually co-directed with Court Markham and uh, bury my heart with Tanawanda. Even though I didn't direct that film, I wrote the script, edited it, and had a little part in there and co-produced it. Um, the guy who directed it uh, was Gary Sundown, who was from the Tanawanda Seneca Reservation, and. Uh, I've seen him a couple more times before at the Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival, but uh, we is that is that film available for people to watch online? Yeah, yeah, it's that one is at, yes. Thanks, Kurt, for bringing that up. That one is available on Bury My Heart with Tanawanda is available on uh, Amazon Prime to rent and buy uh, as well as to be TV and YouTube to buy, you know, YouTube movies to purchase and rent and some other platforms. If you just Google it and look it up. Cool. All right. Well, this has been very fun and I hope everyone uh, comes Saturday checks out clowns in the woods. We'll be there. I'll be there. I think most of us will be in there in the chat. There'll be a bunch of horror fans, filmmakers, actors, and uh, we'll have a good time. Yeah, good. Yeah. Thanks for taking Clowns in the Woods into your film festival, Neil. Thank you for submitting it. Ah, you're welcome. More than welcome. And thanks, everyone, for coming on the show. Thank you, Neil. Thanks, thanks for you. having me. It was good to talk with you, bud. Yeah, yeah thank you. And uh, thanks, uh, Dalton, as well. Uh who had to step out. All right. I didn't ask what he had. It looked it looked good though. All right. Well, thank you guys. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you.
From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old-world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. We're everywhere we should have listened. Sit here on a lie. While you tiny. Now we're gonna die. The tomb of Nick Cage. Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Tomb of Nick Cage. They're